Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. We're sitting around a fire drinking beer, and he was like, dude, you should write a song about a guy driving around his truck with his dog. I was like, that's the most cliche thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm trying to avoid that for this record. This is Shania Twain. We're Dan and Shay. Hey, this is Kane Brown. And I'm Mel King. What's up, y'all? I'm Chase Rice. My episode of Country Heat Weekly starts now. We made it. We got through the Super Bowl and Galentine's and Valentine's, and we are headed straight for a three-day weekend. I'm Kelly Sutton. I'm Amber Anderson. We're glad to have you with us on the destination for country music fans, Country Heat Weekly. We got so many great comments on last week's episode with Shania Twain. And we just want to say hello to Michaela and Carissa and Michael, who all checked in on Instagram. We love you. Oh, and don't forget Jack. Hi, Jack. Who commented that I had good taste in picking my favorite Shania tunes. So thank you, Jack. I mean, really, there was no wrong answer there. (laughs) So yeah, but you did have really good taste. So this week, our center stage spotlight shines on Chase Rice. And I think you might be surprised at the Chase we're talking to. He is not at all the same guy that we knew seven or eight years ago in the middle of the bro country movement. Chase got deep with us. Yeah, he did. He was very vulnerable, sharing some experiences with serious topics. So if you have young children with you, you might want to pause when we get to our center stage spotlight segment. Yeah, we'll give you a more specific content warning at the top of his interview, so stay tuned for that. Lots of things that we have to get to before then, including big news on upcoming albums and Opry debut, and our Heat Index, where we round up some of the tunes steaming up the Country Heat playlist. I know you did a fun event with Dirk Bentley last week that we need to talk about. Yes, and I know that you moved, which was probably not nearly as fun. (laughs) Correct. You won the week for sure. I I love change. I love the new, but, you know, there's a lot that goes with that. Yeah. I did get my TV all hooked up at the new place, though, in time to see a feature on Sunday Today about the changing face of country music. Yeah, that piece highlighted friends of our podcast, including Kane Brown, Mickey Guyton, Willie Jones, and Breland, our bestie. And it showed off one of the gems that we have here in Nashville, a husband and wife duo known as the Warren Treaty. We try to find a genre that would represent all of our experiences, the genre that will carry the sacredness of gospel, that will give the heartbreak of blues, and a genre that will celebrate our faith in God. I feel like country music embodies all of those things. They are incredible. We need to get them booked for season three of the podcast. Putting them on the dream board right now. Yes. Okay, everybody, it is time to head into the kitchen to find out what else is cooking in Music City. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. There's new albums to talk about and a show we're really excited about. But leading off our news section this week, Carrie Underwood's new dog. (laughs) Her name is Charlotte. They're calling her Charlie. Carrie introduced her to the world last weekend when she played Charlotte, North Carolina. A dog rescue brought puppies to hang with Carrie's crew. I've never related more to Carrie than at this moment because, you know, they just come backstage with puppies. And I'm sure that she was playing with her and said, I have to take her home. How could you not? Oh, that face. Now, Carrie did admit that they had been looking to add a dog to their family for a while now. She is adorable. Okay, so her full name is Charlotte Nilla Fisher, probably because she's the color of a vanilla wafer. She looks so soft and fluffy, and you know she's got puppy breath. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Leave it to you, Kelly. (laughs) She's a girly girl dog for sure, you can tell. Mm -hmm. We hear Charlotte's canine siblings, Penny and Zero, have accepted her into the pack, and you know that Carrie's boys are probably over the moon. I have to think that one of the boys contributed the name Nella. (laughs) I would think so. (laughs) And if you're new around here, we love dogs on this podcast. We thank all of our dogs in the credits of this show. So, Carrie... You and Charlotte are welcome here at the Country Heat House anytime. Okay, so was there other country music news that we were supposed to talk about? There was. Okay. <laughs> Last week, Luke Combs unveiled the official track list to his 18-song album, Getting Old. This means that the March 24th release date is quickly approaching. And with this news, we learned that Luke co-wrote all but three of the songs. Out of those he didn't write, one is an outside cut that Eric Church wrote called My Song Will Never Die. There's also a song titled Where the Wild Things Are, and there's a cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, which he's been performing in concert and on social media for a while now. You got a fast car, fast enough so we can fly away, still gotta make a decision, lead tonight or live and die this way. Excited for the project and to have Luke come back and do the podcast again so we can get all the scoop. We need that to happen. Yes, we do. Speaking of upcoming albums, we need to talk about Carly Pierce's next project, 29 Written in Stone Live from Music City, which is also coming out on March 24th. What a great day for country music fans. For sure. So Carly is ready to finally put an end to the difficult chapter of her life that led to her making the critically acclaimed 29 album. But before she closes that door, she's releasing a new live version of the album. I was actually there the night it was recorded at Marathon Music Works here in Nashville, which is a venue where you and I have seen lots of shows. Yes. It was an incredible night. Of course, it always is with Carly, (laughs) without a doubt. She had a bunch of special guests that night, including Lee Bryce, The Isaacs, Matthew West, and Ashley McBride. I absolutely hate that I missed it. But for those of us who were not able to attend, Carly shared a preview of the night with the release of two new versions of the tracks, Never Wanted to Be That Girl and What He Didn't Do. And all I know is in the end, it wasn't what he did, no, it was what he didn't do. 
One show that we will definitely not be missing this year is Breland's return to the Ryman for his second annual Breland and Friends Benefit Concert. He's getting ready to do it all over again on April 4th in support of Nashville's Oasis Center, which supports at-risk youth in our community. In Breland's announcement on social media, he teased the show is once again going to include plenty of close friends, and apparently it's going to be, quote, crazier than ever. How is that possible? I don't know. (laughs) I didn't think it could get any crazier than last year. (laughs) But knowing Breland, it's possible. Yep. I'm ready to find out. Some of the friends announced so far. Ingrid Andress, Nate Smith, Daniel Bradbury, Gary Lavox, Avery Anna, and Tennille Towns. Circling it on the calendar right now. <laughs> and just one little bit of sweet tea to spill. We're hearing Dan and Shay have been doing a lot of songwriting together and that their partnership is really strong. That's always a concern with duos. We've seen it with Florida Georgia Line, Brooks and Dunn. Sometimes they grow apart, but it seems like these guys are closer than ever. So look for new music from them later this year. And speaking of new music, yes, Kelsey Valerini just dropped six songs in conjunction with a short film titled Rolling Up the Welcome Mat. We haven't had a chance to dig into it yet, but we'll discuss this next week. It's our homework project. When I opened the Amazon Music app last weekend, I didn't know who that was on the cover of the Country Heat playlist. Turns out it's Megan Maroney. Same. Because <laughs> she's in a platinum wig and pearls. And honestly, it was kind of giving off Lady Gaga vibes. But the picture is from the photo shoot for her new single, I'm Not Pretty, which has the most zillennial lyrics ever. Somewhere out there, my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend scrolling through my Instagram. Despite the title, the song does have a message of self-empowerment for when you're faced with the mean girls. Megan looked gorgeous last weekend when she made her Grand Ole Opry debut. Yes, she did. I mean, I was a little surprised she wasn't wearing Tennessee orange, but she had a sparkly red dress on and big hair that was reminiscent of the ladies of country from the 70s. Congratulations to her. There's a new track from Dirk Bentley's upcoming album, Gravel and Gold, on the playlist. It's a duet with Ashley McBride called Cowboy Boots. So tell me about hanging out with Dirks last week. Uh, It was so much fun. We did a talk shop live session, which for those of you who aren't familiar, it is an interview platform, kind of like Home Shopping Network on the internet. So we got to sell his albums. We got to talk about his albums. I mean, it was really great. And in the middle of our chat, he dropped this little nugget. Take a listen. I am working on a couple TV show things. Okay. Yeah, uh, Miranda Lambert and I are actually working, been writing songs together for a show. And I got another thing I'm kind of working on. But I honestly, I mean, I just, I have my hands full. I mean, I don't know. I look at what you do. I'm like, how do you do it all? I I have like... I kind of know my strengths and what really brings me the most joy, and that's playing live music. A TV show, right? (laughs) Oh, I can only imagine what him and Miranda might be up to. Okay, did he give you any more scoop on the project? No, none. He said it, and I almost saw a flash of, like, (laughs) I should not have said that on his face. And quickly, he moved on to the next subject. He's like, it's Kelly. I was just just chatting with friends. We were just chatting. (laughs) I'm going to dig around and see if I can find more information. Of course, if I do, I will bring it right here and we will be talking all about it. Please do. Okay. Gravel and Gold will be out February 24th. Okay, so back to the playlist. There's quite a pickup truck theme going on in country music right now. The Country Heat playlist currently includes these song titles. Heart Like a Truck, Wait in the Truck, Mm -hmm. Pick Me Up, 
bench seat, and truck bed. (laughs) Sounds like country music to me. So check out all the great music on the Country Heat playlist, heard exclusively on Amazon Music. We're about to go to break, but first it's time for another edition of Who Said That? We're going to read you a quote from one of our country friends, and you make your guesses about who said that. And when we get back from the break, we'll play the audio and see if you were right. Okay, here's this week's quote. I wouldn't want to fly like Carrie. I would want to be launched out of a beer can or something. Who said that? Probably a dude. Or L. King. (laughs) (laughs) We'll tell you when Country Heat Weekly returns. Hey, y'all. I'm Hardy. This is Luke Combs. We are Old Dominion. Hey, everybody. It's Cole Swindell. And I'm Mickey Guyton. Country Heat Weekly will be right back. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage in a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at Amazon.com slash Instant Eraser Foundation. We're back, and it's time to reveal who said that. I don't want to be like flying around. I want to fly like Carrie. I want to be launched out of like a beer can or something. Dustin Lynch. (laughs) That sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Before we share our center stage interview with Chase Rice, we do want to advise our listeners that Chase openly shares his experiences with some tough topics, including suicide. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of self-harm, know you are not alone. Calling or texting 988 will connect you to a trained counselor with the Suicide and Crisis Hotline. Again, that number is 988. Today's Center Stage guest has had a life journey full of twists and turns before launching a career in country music. Chase Rice was a linebacker at the University of North Carolina who had a shot at going pro before an injury took him off the field. From there, he had stints as a contestant on the TV series Survivor Nicaragua, as well as on a pit crew for NASCAR where he won two championships. You probably remember that Chase got his big break in Nashville as a co-writer on the massive Florida Georgia Line hit, Cruise, and that Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard were his roommates. That song ushered in the bro country era of country music, where Chase found success as an artist and then went on to sell more than two million albums. In 2013, his breakthrough single, Ready, Set, Roll, featured an AI-styled voice a full year before Alexa came into our lives. He's had two number one songs as an artist, the double platinum Eyes on You and the FGL collaboration Drinking Beer, Talking God, Amen. 
He's joining us today to talk about how all of those twists and turns brought him to this new chapter, which includes a 13-track album that showcases a very different Chase than we've ever heard before. Chase Rice is in the house. Welcome to Country Heat Weekly. What a welcome. Thank you. so good to see you. Good to see y'all. We have to talk about the album title. Please tell us the album title. You don't want to say it? I don't want to say it, Chase! (laughs) I don't want to say it. It's I Hate Cowboys and All Dogs Go to Hell. Listen, we've had a hard time saying We it, have. Especially mm-hmm. the second part. And I know that it comes from two different songs that are the on second the second part, yeah. I'm that trying to hurts. piss off everybody, I guess. <laughs> we were going to ask. Is that what the whole thing was? No, not at all. It wasn't even like a, hey, check out how crazy this is. Look at it. I just couldn't figure out a better title because I, those are two, they're two different songs on the record. Mm-hmm. And the theme of the record is so cowboy and dog. Um, like my dad's on the cover as a cowboy. And then a lot of dog stuff. I, I tend to write about what's going on in my life. Like the first, I don't know, eight years, 10 years of my career was all a party. It's like, why is you singing about partying so much? Like, well, because I party too much. And then I got a dog. So there's a lot more depth to the dog part. Clearly, you're going to learn real quick that all dogs don't go to hell. Okay, yeah. thank you. Because I, if we don't have a context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. We just wanted to set the record straight for everybody. <laughs> no, no, you know? all dogs don't go to hell. Chris Young just came out with all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you couldn't have waited another month. <laughs> I know he did it on purpose. <laughs> Do a mashup? Um, oh, <laughs> That would yeah, be that'd be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't be the guy to like control that and do it, but somebody else. <laughs> oh, I bet we know people who can make that happen. But all dogs go to hell is, is a web of lies. I mean, it's uh, all these different things like boots ain't made for cowboys, um, John Cash ain't cool, and George Strait ain't king. It's just a bunch of lies that all lands on, and I don't miss you, baby. And all dogs go to hell. Like that drops the hammer of clearly saying, like, damn, I miss this chick. Lynchburg ain't shipping and sipping a cold beer on hell. And I don't miss you, baby, and all dogs go to hell. Okay, so you've said this project is different than anything you've ever released. Talk to us more about that. Yeah, I mean, it's way different. The process was different, which means the product is going to be clearly different. Um, But the process was me and an acoustic guitar for all the songs written. Um, no tracks. Um, tracks kind of took over country music the last 10 years. Whether you love it or whether you hate it, it happened. And I was a big part of that. But then this one, I was uh, during COVID, it was like, you're not gathering. You're not around a bunch of track guys in a studio like this trying to figure out how to write a song. So I sat down and just started writing songs on a guitar again. And the first one I wrote was If I Rock and Roll. And like three weeks later, I wrote Life Part of Living. And then a week after that, I wrote uh, Bench Seat, which is the song about the dog. And... After doing those, I, I was, well, the process of writing those, I was like, well, this is interesting. Like, this will be cool for down the road. I'm going back to writing songs again on a guitar. <laughs> That's neat. And it that turned from that mindset to, no, nah, this is me. This is what I'm best at. I just, it took me 10 years to kind of land back home, I guess, because I used to write songs like that. And then Ready, Set, Roll with the robot and the, all that stuff. Um, I had a fun time doing all that. Like, I look back at my career, I'm not like, oh, this is another radio song that's, you know, a hit, but it's not me. No, I was having fun doing it. Um, It just wasn't deep down. I was like, this is not what I got into this thing for. I stopped telling stories. I stopped telling my life. And I just, I was just, I think I was just going along with the flow. You were building a fan base though. Yeah. Because I remember listening to so much of your early music when I moved to Nashville. Yeah. And it is that feel good, let's go out, let's have a good time. We're, you know, going out on the town. We throw yeah. Chase Rice on in the car. Right. And, like, 
it, you know, like that's, but your fan base was really building during that time. For sure. Um, but to me, the best way to build a fan base, which I've learned, I didn't know this back then, um, you got to be yourself. If you're not yourself, if you're, people ain't going to love you. Because uh, I didn't even love deep down what I was doing. I loved it at the moment, but I didn't love, I, I knew there was something missing. But coming off, I was one of the writers on Cruise. Um, and then following that was right away was Ready, Set, Roll. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing. I didn't know how to write songs. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't even know what I didn't want to do. I was just like, all right, here I am writing songs, I guess. It was just that era, and I was a clueless kid that just lost his dad that just started writing songs. Why would I not do that? Mm -hmm. um, so I went along with that. I didn't know anything. So fast forward to COVID, I think it took away the crowds that I was trying to sing to, the fan base that I was trying to build, and I'm sitting here screaming all these songs to these people, trying to build this fan base with songs that are just trying to be hype for a live show. Mm. But then that took away from the songwriting. It took away from me sitting down with a guitar and showing what I'm really best at. This feels like therapy for you. It is. I've done that. I've done rehab. I've done therapy. I've done a lot of different things over the last, since 2013. My mom wrote me this long letter, really. And it was like basically saying, you need help, man. And that lit a fire under me like, okay. And I, the problem was, not a problem, it's just the case for anybody. It's like from 2013 to 2023, it took that long for me to like, I don't know, I'm still, I'm, there's stuff that I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. Right. And I'll never kick it, and that's okay. I'm going to keep fighting. At least I'm in the fight now, you know? Um, and now, through music, is finally the first time I think people are going to hear and see who I really am. Just because I'm not going to show people that unless I'm comfortable with it myself and I wasn't comfortable with it. I've been fighting for 10 years trying to figure out who I am without my dad, without football, without a lot of things that I've lost. Now I'm finally getting to the place, okay, I do have these problems. I'm going to face them now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop running from them. I'm going to face them. And I faced them a lot in this music. Was the letter from mom the wake-up call or was there a point where you, I don't want to say rock bottom, but there was, there was a point where you were just like, I'm not happy. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew I wasn't happy then. I don't know the date I wrote this, because 2013 is when she wrote that. Um, or 12, the, the Christmas of 2012, I get home in my jur I journal since I was 15 years old. And uh, I open my journal, I'm like, what the hell is this? I open the letter, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oof. This is, it was a tough, tough thing to read. And that was a wake-up call, but around that time, somewhere in the journal, I, don't, I think it was before she wrote that, um, I literally wrote in my journal, I no longer want to be alive. Like, that's how bad it got. And I never thought of how am I going to do this, but it's a scary place to be. And just through that process of all these different things that I did to try to help myself, which, like I said, now I'm starting to realize, like, dude, <laughs> you better just buckle up because this is going to be a battle the rest of your life from sex, drugs, rock and roll, all the different things you get involved with when you start doing music and you're thro it's thrown at you every night. It's a, it's a struggle for sure for a lot of people. And now through this music, even through Bench Seat is the one where I really hammered in on it was uh, the video for it. Like I, the day I wrote that song, I had the video in my head. That's never happened before. And that actually helped me write the song. And that's a story about me. That's also a story about my friend who got that place. He was my best friend in the world. And one night, and I know we're getting deep right away, but- um, No, love it. But he, uh, he comes to my house and stays- and he's like, just not right. And But I recognized it because I'd been there. And I go up and flip on the light in his room. He's trying to sleep. I was like, nah, we need to talk finally. And uh, he's just like, nah, man, I'm good, I'm good. I said, you're not good. What's going on? And he just lost it. 
And that's when he tells me two nights before he came to see me, he put a gun to his head. And thank God he didn't pull the trigger. And he didn't because his dog comes up and puts his head right on his lap. And like he physically would have gotten stuff on his, like on his dog. Like he just, that stopped him from doing it. And uh, that point on, he started getting help. Fast forward to 2021 sometime, May of 2021, I think. He's much better. We're sitting around a fire drinking beer. And he was like, dude, you should write a song about a guy driving around his truck with his dog. I was like, well, that's the most cliche thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that for this record. Right, right. But uh, We've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Three days later, I text him. I said, dude, I just wrote it. It was in the afternoon because it took me all morning to write it. It was. It hit me so hard that I stood up and walked out of the room. I was like, nope, put my hands above my head. I was like, I'm not doing this today. Really? It turned out I did, thankfully. And that's when I wrote Ben's Seat. And that was a third song written for this record. And that's when I finally had a path of like, Okay, I know where I'm going now. And they'll say, saved your life. Oh, but I know that's a lie between you, me, and Bessie. So the album cover features a picture of your dad who mm. passed away when you were just 22. So tell us about him. Oh, yeah, he was uh, tough as nails. He's not going to BS you. If he tells you he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He's that classic guy that was just true to his word. I mean, that's the the cowboy in him. Well, that was him. Um, and I know cowboy stuff is popular right now because of Yellowstone and all that stuff, but we started writing this record before all that. And now I guess it's good that that's popular. I don't know. But I saw that picture and I always wanted to use it because it was a perfect representation of him. Double fist and banquets with his hat on. Wyoming, he's got it. He's just, that, he's the toughest he is, the best mustache you've ever seen. And he was the leader of our family. And so losing him wrecked us. Um, it will never be the same. And now as we started going down this road, we had I Hate Cowboys. We had All Dogs Go to Hell. And I'm sitting there looking at this picture. Oscar, or, uh, Kaiser was like, man, we got to figure out how to redo this picture. It's like, no, nah, I don't just use that picture. I wanted to. Now the music fits. Let's go. Next thing you know, you got a broken heart. She's gone. That's why I hate cowboys. Okay, now your mom is a very important figure in your oh. life. So let's talk about the song, Sorry Mama. It's a modern-day mama tribe. <laughs> I'll never put it in that category. But <laughs> um, she raised three boys. Like, good God. supposed to get Western when the whiskey kicks in. Lord knows I'm to blame. So I'm sorry, mama, for the hell you raised. Now that I see it as a grown-up point of view of kids that are boys, I don't know how the hell she raised three boys. So it's just all these different things. That I'm like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't supposed to chew red, man. Well, mom, I'm in my 30s now. I did it. It's like, I, we wouldn't even talk about that. You're like, is it safe for me to admit? I smoke now? every now and then. Mom, I do that. Okay. So as a grown man now, like, I can say that. If you got a problem with it now, like, sorry. <laughs> and that's where that's where sorry mama came from is did you play it for her? Has she, I sent it to her. Okay, what did she say? She said, oh, was Chase. It? Yeah, she she just she laughed. She she probably cried a little, but she knows. Oh, like I Chase. sit here and try to hide these things from her in my thirties. She she's not dumb. My mom's lived it too. Oh, Chase. <laughs> Chase. Chase. What did you do? Are you the baby or are you I'm the, the baby, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. explains a lot. So I had to keep up with them because they were great at everything they did. And then on top of that, I don't know. I don't know where it went wrong with me, where I was just, <laughs> I was more hell on her than any of them. 
Probably still she gave up. By the time she got to you, she's like, whatever. Exactly. Whatever. She ain't given up yet, but she's even still like, when are you going to meet a girl? I'm like, well, mom, I've met a lot of girls. <laughs> and I ain't, I haven't fell in love with any of them. I don't know when that's going to happen. That'll be a good day. I need that in my life for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you brought it up. So Uh-oh. we're just asking, like, what does it look like? What's going on there? <laughs> I'm single as it gets right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place now, like, all the girlfriends I've had, Everyone that I've had has been like, oh, man, I guess we have been hanging out for nine, ten months now. Oh, and no. <laughs> I guess I do have a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> I would be the guy that didn't want to admit it. So I'm like, no, I we need, need to freedom. talk about this, Chase. I, yeah, this is a therapy session. I don't know if I want to go down. Because as the single woman on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's got uh, these she's issues got notes. that we face. Uh-huh. And I want my mother to hear this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I think that she doesn't understand some of these concepts. She's like, oh, well, you you talk to this person more than one time. Like, what's the de- what's the problem? I'm like, this is a two-way street yeah. here. Right, right. Like, and you're I, dealing you, with this piece. You're trying to deal with, well, it's not just you. Right. Well, that's, that's I can amazing. promise you it's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> just take it from but, me. But I'll it's say not. this. I've gotten a point now. I'm like, oh, which I don't know why it took me so long, but I'm here. Okay. And I need to be nuts about this girl or it ain't going to happen. I'm not going to settle now. So what's the checklist? Yeah, I was like, if, oh, if she's listening right now, are there certain are there certain <laughs> qualities you're looking for? Because we right. will probably have some submissions. I'm nah. guaranteeing we're going to have On the Country Heat Weekly hashtag. Right. <laughs> yeah. there, ain't a, there ain't a checklist. I think those are stupid. I don't know what I have in my head necessarily. I just need that feeling to hammer me to like, oh, her, and I want to pursue her. I want to go after her. And I, want, I, I need that to be enough for me to be like, all right, I don't want anybody else. And if that doesn't happen, I'm out. Okay. That's right. it. It's that simple for me. You hear that, ladies? And if there's a therapist out there who can tell me that's wrong, <laughs> then tell me what I need. But that's where I'm at right now. We'll take those submissions, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All the therapy, man. Sometimes that can be real expensive. And then all of a sudden, you have one conversation with someone around a fire, and you're like, Damn, that was free, and I learned more there than I did yeah. six months of this. But you know what? Therapy comes in all types of, yeah. you know, all all kinds of ways. I just uh-huh. feel like as long as you're talking right. about things, I mean, even conversations like this, yeah. I mean, we appreciate you being vulnerable with us because yeah. these conversations help people yeah. um, that are going through all of this stuff. Exactly. You and never it's know. it's super important. Mm-hmm. You're out on tour. Way down yonder tour. Way down yonder. Way um, down yonder. That song's on fire right now, which is cool to see. How much of the new music are you working into the set list? Since it is kind of such a, a different vibe, how are you building the set list for this tour? I'm going to play a lot of these songs because usually you do like two or three. And you're like, okay, well, that's the new stuff. Well, here's the stuff you know. But I'm not doing all that anymore. Like, I'm going to do Eyes on You, Drinking Beer. I'll do some of the hits. But I'm doing this album because this is better than anything I've done, in my opinion. Um, so if you don't want to see the new album, I would highly suggest you don't come to my show. Entire team just looked in the window like, "What? Don't say that." That's the truth. Like, I'm playing this album. You come to shows to hear songs that you love, and I love these songs, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to play these songs. And to me, like I said, these songs are better, and that's what I'm going to play. Hey, next time you come see us, bring Jack. Okay. Yeah. Usually, I'm not sure if people are allowing dogs around running around. Jack is always welcome here. A lot of cables in here. Yeah. He wouldn't chew them though. He would. He would literally if I put him right here and said, "Sit down." And he'd lay down and just sit there. 
Well, we give thanks to all the dogs in our credits, so we'll add his name this week. Put Jack in there. Yes. There you go. He gets a little around. shout out. He gets a <laughs> I always tell him that I'm like, before he eats every meal, I make him sit, and now he doesn't even make it. He just sits right away and just stares at me like, who can I eat? And I grab, like scratch his head before every meal. I'm like, I love you, buddy. You're the best dog I ever had. He doesn't know he's the only dog I ever had, but he's definitely the best dog I ever had. No. Oh, that's so sweet. Chase, we're so proud of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so of course, since Chase said it would be cool if someone made a mashup of his song with Chris Young's opposing view of All Dogs Go to Heaven, our team had to make that happen. Take a listen. Lynchburg ain't shipping and sipping a cold beer don't help. And I don't miss you, baby. And all dogs go to heaven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> If you spell God backwards, you'll get man's best friend. It's kind of perfect. It really is. I mean, I think we like that sentiment way better. We do. That statement. (laughs) Amazon Music Breakthrough Artist to Watch, Dylan Schneider is an ambitious young man. He released his first EP when he was just 15 years old. That was back in 2016, and he's released three more since then including one on Florida Georgia Line's imprint, Round Here Records. The FGL guys are all over this episode, huh? His next project, College Town, will come out in March. But before it does, we're going to get to know him by eavesdropping on the video shoot he did while he was here at the Country Heat House. So my name is Dylan Schneider. I'm 23 years old, and I'm from a town called Terre Haute, Indiana, about four hours north of Nashville. Got into music... Around the time I was seven or eight, fell in love with, uh, you know, all the CDs and music that my parents were playing at the time and uh, just really gravitated towards it. Eventually bought a guitar and uh, taught myself how to play, write songs, and got myself down here when I was about 16 and just been working for it. My top three musical influences would probably be Brett Eldridge um, because, you know, he's a guy that's from a small town 25 minutes from where I grew up. And when I saw what he was doing, it kind of gave me the courage to believe, hey, if someone is doing it this way where I'm from, maybe I could do it too. Uh, And then as well as Drake, I've listened to Drake ever since he first came onto the scene, you know, way back in like 2008, 2009. And uh, just his songwriting, his storytelling and his songs has always been something I've tried to mirror. And then Florida Georgia Line would probably be the third. Uh, When they first came out, their two albums were some of the most influential things on my musical sound, especially from the very beginning, back in like 2016, 2017, that, uh, you know, I I was really, really striving to, I guess, not recreate or copy, but like be in that lane. If I had to describe my music, I guess from the moment that I started songwriting, I've always valued like the storytelling and stuff like that. So I guess I would say my songs are like a perfect mixture of great lyrics and a modern country sound. Uh, You know, as perfect as I can get it, I guess. Well, if you're gonna listen to one of my songs, I would love for you to start off with Ain't Missing You. Uh, It's my latest release, my latest single, and I think that that song just kind of showcases me as an artist and how my music has evolved over the last five or six years. I had to break it to you. She's moving on like you thought she never would. If I'm being honest with you, she's in my arms. She says it feels like it should. 
The biggest gig I've ever played was probably back in like 2019. I was fortunate enough to uh, do a run of shows with FGL, Morgan Wallen, and Dan and Shay back on their Can't Say I Ain't Country Tour. And at the tail end of it, in like September of that year, we got to play the FGL Fest, which was in Indianapolis, actually, uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And that was the first place I ever got to see them in concert back in like 2015. So it was like a full circle moment. Um, and then the smallest gig I've ever played was probably like an hour down the road back in my hometown of Terre Haute. And I used to go to this uh, little mom and pop stop and shop like five minutes from my old house. And on Sundays, they'd have open mic in the back. It was like a convenience store in the front. And then a little like bar vibe with a pool table and stuff in the back. There's probably three or four people in there. Those are some of my favorite memories of playing music. Next week is our final episode of season two. And we wrap it up with our final member of Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artist to Watch class of 2023, Dalton Dover. Plus, we'll introduce you to another important figure in Black country music, Stoney Edwards, who we discovered while researching Obi McClinton for a past episode. Stoney had a couple of top 20 hits in the early 1970s, including the original version of a George Jones classic. So make sure you join us next week for the season two finale. The easiest way to make sure you don't miss it is to follow Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast platform. Now, you know, I'm not going to let you get out of here without talking about your chat with Jordan Davis. <laughs> That's dropping this weekend, right? It is. There's a hosted version of the Country Heat playlist called Country Heat in DJ Mode. And Jordan joins me starting Friday and running all week long to talk about his new album, Bluebird Days. I need the scoop. Well, then, you're just going to have to listen. Kelly, help me out here. Come on. <laughs> okay, the easiest way is to find it on your Amazon Music app or just ask Alexa, play Country Heat in DJ Mode. Before we go, though, we have to reveal this week's burning question, something we have to know from the country stars. So this week, we asked the stars what the first album was they remembered buying. This was a fun trip down memory lane. Well, except for Shania, who stumped us. First album I remember buying was probably uh, Stampeders. That was apparently a Canadian group. We got a wide variety of answers for this one. Take a listen to hot takes from Randy Hauser, Kelsey Ballerini, Bailey Zimmerman, and Chase Rice. ACDC back in black. Love, pain, and the whole crazy thing, Keith Urban. Lana Del Rey. The Chase, Garth Brooks, which is my name, but that wasn't why. Might have been why. I don't know. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistants from Rick Hamilton, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Blues, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Production support services from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, Scraps, Jack, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you'll get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Is that a wig on? It was real it was red. Shania, you're hot. Like, just do it that. It was a red. You yeah. A, you don't need a She wig. looked incredible, though. Was it Grammys last night? Yeah, they were last night. Yeah. Damn, we didn't win one.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.